And we are going to be heading straight across, actually, and catching up with Christine Cleary, who is the mother uh, of this young girl, Kira, who was um, quite badly injured, as we've seen. Now, you may have indeed seen the vision, which emerged over the weekend, of this shocking situation in Palmerston. A party turned violent after a gathering of around 20 friends descended into chaos when a large group gate crashed with violence breaking out. Now, we now know that a talented young girl lays injured in hospital after this rock was hurled, striking her in the skull, causing extensive injuries. And in just a moment, well, actually joining me on the line right now is uh, Kira's mum, Christine. Good morning to you, Christine. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Um, Christine, can you must, I mean, can you tell us how your daughter is going at this point? Uh, she's just been calling me, asking me to come up to hospital. So I'd say we're up for another miserable morning. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get up there as quickly as I can. She doesn't like that hospital, let me tell you. No. Christine, I mean, <laughs> you you must have been devastated when you learned what had happened to your daughter over the weekend. Oh, it just kind of unfolded, Katie. You know, I got a phone call at 12.30, was at the hospital at 1. She had a head lack. They took her in for a CT scan, came out. They said, we've called the neurosurgeon. I was like, okay, golly, this is not very good. Then when he got there, it was, um, come up and I'll show you the x-rays. And she had a depressed skull fracture the size of about, just bigger than a 50 cent piece. Oh, my goodness. Christine, what followed after that point? Um, we had to wait until surgery at 7.30. Um, and, yeah, it was a long wait. <laughs> but, you know, being at a party, she'd had, they were worried about her food intake because she was going under a general anaesthetic. Yeah. But can I say, at yeah. this point, while I have the opportunity, mm. every member of staff at Royal Darwin Hospital, regardless, the emergency department, ICU, high dependency, Ward 3A, the staff have been absolutely phenomenal. That is really good to hear. And, um, you know, Christine, I can't imagine how you must be feeling right now or how you would have been feeling on Saturday night um, with your, your little girl. I'm glad she's alive. Yeah. That is always the good point. Um, it wasn't her frontal lobe. It wasn't her rear lobe. So from the outset, we knew that um, if it was going to hit her brain, that that was probably the best place. Um, and then when they did the surgery, it was about um, working out whether the membrane around the brain had been compromised, mm -hmm. and thankfully it hadn't. However, um, it wasn't just one piece that was fractured. Like, there are lots of pieces in there that they've had to put together, as I've said before. So she's got a few wires in her head now. Oh, Christine... Honestly, it's every parent's worst nightmare. You know, we try to cotton wool our children throughout their lives, but they get to a point where we can't. Um, you know, you're happy for them right. to go to a party. <laughs> She's gone to a party where you're expecting around 20 people. It then gets gate crashed, and what unfolds yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Any parent's worst nightmare. Um, can you tell me, from your perspective, what actually happened, you know, at that party on the weekend? So um, the party um, was, you know, 20, between 20 and 30 people. It was quiet. They were all well behaved. 
um, the father then tr- said to um, his ex-wife, it's shutting down now, it's, you know, they're all going home. And it was at that point that a gang of 20 or more people turned up and tried to get in the gate. Um, and then there were people that tried to stop them getting in the gate and then it went from zero to 100 in a matter of minutes. I've seen the vision and, um, you know, I've seen the moment where that rock gets hurled. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm sure you have as well, Christine. It, I have. I have. It's terribly confronting. Um, but every bit of vision that comes out of that um, incident is mm-hmm. terribly confronting. You know, BJ being dragged along the ground, just the violence. What, what I don't understand. Mm. I don't you either. Know, what what is wrong with these kids? Why are they angry? Why are they looking to fight? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. And you know, then when you see the the injuries sustained, particularly for your little girl, it's um you know it is it's just absolutely senseless. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, why are they out? Why are they roaming the streets? Why are they angry? You know. What are they looking for? They're, they're, they're lashing out. Yep. You know, I, I've said this before, and I know it's maybe going to sound stupid, but I actually feel for that young man as well. It's, it's just outrageous. He, everybody in town knows my daughter. Yep. You know, they all know everyone. It's going to be really difficult for him to come back to town, and we've tried to... We've tried to smother the rhetoric of retribution, but there's got to be an intervention somehow with these kids. Yeah. So, so by the sounds of it, you're worried now um, for the safety of this young bloke that's thrown the rock. I'm just worried. Well, you know, he, by all accounts, was at boarding school in Victoria. He was going into draft year. He was going into year 12 next year and then into draft. So... Now I understand, and this is all hearsay, um, that he's been asked to leave the school and his future has been destroyed by this incident. It just goes to show, like, it just shows you how, you know, how everybody's lives then are so negatively impacted um, by this one night. Yeah, um, Kira's friends, um, her her closest-knit group, they were all there. Yeah. They were all on the ground with her unconscious. You know, they're blaming themselves for being there. The, the, you know, it's, yes, Kira and I are going through a terrible, terrible time, but mm. the, the, the um, repercussions and the, the, the length, you know, that it stretches to that people are affected is pretty phenomenal. Christine, what is your message? You know, for if I know, I, like I don't know that they will be listening. But for any of those young kids that were there, Kira's friends, but you know, any of them that were there, like, what would you say to them if you haven't already spoken to them? Make love, not war. Oh, you're so right. Hey, can you tell me, um, you know, what is what's the prognosis now for Kira? I know that she's a really talented young sportswoman. I know that she's a, a, a real firecracker by the sounds of it. She's a lovely kid. She's got the world at her feet. What's her prognosis? Well, at the moment, there's still a lot of confusion and she's pretty funny when she's confused. Um, she's really still maintained her sense of humour, which is 
you know, amazing. Um, I, I don't know. Slow and steady. She just has to heal. Yeah. We're think, hoping, you know, that long, long term she'll be fine. But it's a, it's a major head injury. And, you know, they're talking about staggered return to school and staggered work. And, you know, um, she can't drive and she mm-hmm. can't play footy for 12 months. And so it's just we just have to make adjustments mm-hmm. now. Christine, um, uh, what grade is she in at school? Is she in year 12? Year 11. Yeah, so it's gonna, it'll be tough. Um, tell, I mean, she's, she loves her footy as well, does she? Yeah, she loves the sisters, yeah. the brothers. Oh, <clears throat> what a legend. Well, can you pass on our love um, to Kira, yeah. please? And please let Thank us you. know how she progresses. Um, just very quickly, have you had any sort of update um, from the police or, um, you know, in terms of where to next with, with what's gone on on the weekend? No, um, no, they're still investigating. Um, but, you know, again, going back to my comments before, this boy is 17. Mm. So they can't charge him as an adult. Um, there is talk of him going on to the Youth Diversion Program. And if, you know, as far as, like, you know, make love, not war, don't send them to jail. If there's, If this Youth Diversion Program works, um, I'd be all for it, but we have to make sure that it's implemented and followed through mm. um, and that they read the victim in- impact statements and they do community service, you know. They ha- so I'm happy, you know, in that regard that he's not going to be tried as an adult, but if the youth diversion program, what's going to stop him from just going to do it again? He's already angry. Mm. He threw a missile that was intended to hurt someone. Um, you know, I yeah. don't, what do we do? Where, where, you know, I, I believe also that, um, a lot of the kids were part of a footy club and what mm. culture are the footy clubs sending out there? Why, you know, I just, yeah. So Oh, there's so many questions. Yeah, and there's so much that needs to be worked on here. I mean, honestly, um, if like you're spot on. We've got to try. Like, I don't know how we sort this out, but what's unfolded over the weekend? Shocking. We live in the best city in Australia. We live in the best country in the world. We're so privileged. You know why? Why Why Mm. kids? What's wrong? What's why are you angry? Let's find out. What yeah. can we do? Oh, Christine, you know. I really appreciate you talking to me this morning. You are an incredible Thank woman, you, um, and you know the the strength, but also the love that you are demonstrating um, makes me feel quite emotional, actually. So I really appreciate <laughs> you me, having me. Yeah, I really appreciate <laughs> you having a chat with me. You're a good woman, and you, um, so much love to your beautiful daughter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for your time.